Hello, Fantasy Disc Golf fans, and welcome to Chill Disc Days, a sports ethos presentation. I'm your host, Matthew Williams, and you can find me on Twitter at Mr. Chilliams. I'd like to officially welcome you to episode number four of Chill Disc Days. And on today's episode, we're going to look at some bounce back candidates, some players who took an L last season that are looking to bounce back in 2023. But before we get into that, I did have a few things I was looking to go over before we got started with the show. Um, first, as I mentioned, you can find me on Twitter at Mr. Chilliams. And as I mentioned on one of the first episodes, um, I was looking to do some improvement on my end on the socials to kind of keep up with the the player's schedule. And coming from NBA and football, you can get a lot of the information you're looking for on Twitter from like beats writer, beat writers and and field reporters, just you know, media insight on players' availability and whatnot. I know Twitter is is big in the NBA and NFL world, but as someone who admittedly is not big on um, social media uh, in the past, you know, I got rid of Facebook a while ago, had an Instagram for a bit, but never used it. So. Uh, just got on Instagram. Uh, you could check me out on Instagram, Chill Disc Days, but primarily set that up just to follow some of the disc golf players because it does look like Instagram is really the place where the disc golf players are more active on social media, talking about their tour schedules and kind of what's going on with them. So if you're newer to fantasy disc golf, maybe coming from NBA and, and NFL, and looking to keep up with the players, um, definitely make the transition to set up an Instagram account and just follow all your favorite disc players to keep up with their schedule. Uh, just wanted to to note that is is Instagram definitely I think is where it's at. Second thing I wanted to touch on before we got started with the show was just to um, kind of circle back to some of the breakout candidates that we were talking on about last show. I'm going to go ahead and and give a shout out to the Chain Clankers podcast. Uh, I just watched a interview they did with Evan Smith, and he was one of the breakout candidates that we had on the last episode. And they did an interview with him a few months ago, and he touched on the fact that he was, in fact, in school. So next season, it looks like he said he was planning on getting back in the tour once school's wrapped up after May. And then he'll be on the tour full time. And it said, it sounded like he was saying he was going to be on tour at least the next two years full time after that. So I will take that into account when doing my total projections. It looks like Evan is kind of more in line of the eight to 10 events this season. So we won't get that full breakout campaign maybe we were hoping for. But the next two years, we should get the full Evan Smith experience. So just wanted to touch on that with Evan, um, getting a little bit more insight on his schedule for next season. All right, so without further ado, let's get into your bounce back candidates for 2023. And first on the list, I have Nathan Queen. Um, your 2021 DGPT Tour Championship winner. Uh, Nathan kind of fell off the pro tour scene after the Portland Open in June last year. 
uh, he, uh, getting back onto Instagram, I looked at his Instagram. It looks like in May he referenced a shoulder injury that he had sustained in Vegas, which was the first event of the year. So his performance would kind of go on to suffer uh, trying to battle through that injury last year. He had an average finish of 64 last season, where in 2021, he had an average finish of 34.47, capping it off with that exhilarating first place finish at the Pro Tour Championship in his home state. For his career, over 51 elite series and majors, according to Statmando, he has an average finish of 35.84 with five top 10s and 12 top 20s. So, you know, last year, I think just having that shoulder injury to start off the year is why his average finish dropped 30 spots from around 35 to the 64. So I definitely think if he's fully healthy for next season and it sounds like he should be. I didn't see a full update, but given the amount of time, let's say, oh, about eight months between, you know, June when he kind of kind of dropped off the tour last year and February when the season stops off, starts off. So hopefully with eight months of healing up, he can... Get back, um, get back to full strength for next season. And he's a fantastic commentator as well. So there should really be no concern with his tour schedule. Uh, he had 17 elite series and, and majors played in 2021. So uh, definitely not any concern with his schedule or his talent. You know, he's definitely putting his name up there with, with Chris Clemens as the best lefty in the game. But yeah, it's just about him getting fully healthy. If he's back out there up around 16 events, average finish at 35, you're going to see his his ranking, his ranking, fantasy performance ranking go up. So um, last year with seven skip base events played with an average finish of 64, that brought him into a total fantasy, fantasy finish around 89th. So I would expect that to bump back up definitely into the the 20s in terms of fantasy performance next year if he's at all the events and performing in that 35 average finish range if if he's getting back to that 2021 performance level. Next up on the list, I have Gavin Rathbun, another guy who battled through injuries. Uh, He also, shout out to the Chain Clankers podcast, he uh, had a interview with them said he tore his labrum in his right shoulder Uh, sounds like the surgery went well that was in it was in 2021 and you know he did make it out onto the pro tour in 2022 he played in 10 events with an average finish of 43 made his first appearance at jonesboro and made it to 10 events, and then he did leave the New World Championships, looks like with a thumb injury. So I think uh, Gavin, he's definitely shown a, a lot of upside. The 2016 Amateur Disc Golf Champion is still relatively new, still gaining experience on tour. Has an average finish over the last five years of 
3.03 over 32 elite series and majors, including one podium finish, four top 10s, and 12 top 20s, and made it to 12 skip events in 2021, 8 in 2020, 8 in 2020, where an average finish 24.75. So I think Gavin this year, you're really looking at his health with that shoulder if he can get his events bumped back up. You know, it looks like the most he's really ever made was around that 12 events range. So he is still a guy that's not quite yet to that full tour experience yet. If he can get healthy, get up to like those 16 events played, that's when I think really we're looking for Gavin to take that next leap. But for sure, in terms of bouncing back from his performance last year, his fantasy total finish was 46th. So I think you can see him also put himself into that conversation in the 20s if he is able to participate in more events next year. All right, next guy on the list, Raven Newsom. Uh, Raven finished 2022 with skip ace, six skip ace events played at an average finish of 67.4 after he had 18 elite series and majors in 2021 with an average finish of 31.89. So more than a 35 place drop off and average finish but he was another guy that was battling through injuries uh, he had an elbow injury around late 2021 that hampered his performance last year but uh, according to his instagram he seems to be 100 percent past his energy he's one of those guys that's extremely charismatic and fun to watch he seems to always be smiling i will give just a brief uh, raven newsome story of my own uh, one of my first tournaments that I went to as a spectator was the Des Moines Challenge in 2021. And I had showed up there Saturday to just play some of the courses around Des Moines because I had a buddy that lived out there and I liked the courses in that area. But 20 um, Sunday, they had canceled the day prior because of weather. So they got off to like a shotgun start Sunday. I got there super early uh, was just chilling on the swings, swinging, and this uh, guy from North Dakota, I can't remember his name, but, you know, he invited me to go follow the card of Gara Gerthy, Greg Barsby, Raven Newsom, and Gannon Burr. That was my first experience ever seeing Gannon, first of all. That's something I could touch on a bit. But Raven was just so charismatic so fun to watch. But anyway, after one of his throws, I said, he threw and I said, oh, I, I just want to say that's so Raven so bad. And he, he chirped back at me. He, he said, so original, so original. And I, it was just funny. He's, it's kind of weird um, coming from like, you know, you go being a Jayhawk basketball fan, 16,000 fans packed, and then going to something like a disc golf event where you're you know, just feet from the players. It's surreal. So from a fan experience, that was crazy to me. Uh, Gannon, yeah, that was the first time. And Gannon's from Iowa, so it was crazy. His dad was on that card, and I remember him, like, just talking to me about how good Gannon was going to be, telling me about, like, the stretches and stuff he was doing after, like, an injury he had sustained the year prior. 
just gushing over Gannon. And, and I remember like one of the throws Gannon threw, he, it was probably like a 250 upshot and he just skipped it and hit the bottom of the basket just parked. So that was my first exposure again. And it was so funny listening to his dad just talk about how great he was going to end up being. And I'm just like, okay, look at this guy just, you know, talking up a son. But, and then to see Gannon just go off last year, it was pretty, uh, pretty special. But yeah, that rant over Raven, I just really like, um, I like his game. He's got a great forehand MVP. Uh, love the MVP plastic. And he's just one of those guys you want to root for because he's just really energetic, always engaging with the crowd at the events and, and just really fun to fun guy to be on a card. So in terms of his performance, he has for his career 28 elite series and majors with an average finish of 45.82 with two top 10s and four top 20s. But he, I think, is just still scratching the potential if he can you know, still on the uprise and, you know, got hampered by that elbow injury. So still working on his game, but he's going to be a guy that's out on tour. And if he is, like he said, 100% past that elbow injury, uh, definitely looking for, for Raven to have a bounce back season next year. All right, next on my list, I have Terry Roethlisberger. Uh, really the only guy on this list that isn't injury related. Uh, he managed two skip events in 2022 with an average finish of 33.5 after 15 elite series and majors in 2021 with an average finish of 45.27. So as someone who drafted Terry last year with one of my last picks, he kind of just like fell off the face of the earth super early in the season and had no idea um, what was going on. Like I mentioned, I you know just got Instagram. So I figured it was probably injury related. However, diving into you know his Instagram, I think he just recently made a post that he just had some like unexpected expenses pop up on the tour last year that looks like it caused him to to pull out. So I mean, the takeaway here is that it wasn't an injury. So hopefully his game won't be affected. There's no major rehab or anything Terry needs to do for 2023. Sounds like he's ready to go for next season. Um, He'll just need to kind of shake off some of the rust. Uh, He managed a 15th place at New World Championships um, just this November. And he's kind of like another one of those guys like Raven. I saw him at the Des Moines Challenge as well, that same tournament, and He's, he's just super funny the way he interacts with the players. Like I remember him talking about the new shoes he got uh, with some of the guys. And then uh, one of the hole seven, the kind of hexagon wood chip island hole. Anyway, he had thrown a, a great shot and was just talking to the crowd about how it got up there. Anyway, yeah, he's just another one of those guys, super charismatic, a uh, lot of talent. His build he seems really athletic his build kind of looks like Luke Sampson in terms of just his body type I'd like to see him and Luke Sampson stand side by side but yeah uh, I liked his game in 2021 he's um, you know a little kind of out of the mind just because he wasn't playing a lot last year but I really liked his game the Minnesota native 
I definitely think if he's back on time or back on tour full time this year, you're definitely going to look for him to make a big leap. He only played two events last year. I mean, he did bump up that average finish to 33.5. It's only two events, small sample size. But yeah, I think Terry's a guy you're going to want on your team if he is out there on tour. Next up, we have Mr. Paul Yulaberry. Yuli came in with an average finish of 60.7 in 12 skip base events played in 2022 after playing 18 elite series and majors in 2021 with an average finish of 28.06. Dealing with injuries of his own, uh, Paul started off the year rough with an average finish of 78.75 over his first eight events. He pulled out of the Dynamic Disc Open in late April to let his injuries heal up and then picked it up at Idlewild in early July. Uh, The rest seemed to help. He performed well down the stretch with an average finish of 22.6 over his last five Elite Series and Majors, uh, also putting up that impressive fight in the GK Pro Skins Big Money Skins Championship, that Final Four walking away with a cool 10K a cool 10,000 behind Calvin's 50k and I you know I know Paul had like an ACL surgery in 2019 he's had some other like nagging injuries I don't think he's gotten a ton of detail on those but just kind of accumulated injuries there but you know although you know father time's undefeated I think Paul seems to be confident in where his game's at after his injuries last year seems like he's kind of back Back, I don't want to say to full strength, but it seems like he's feeling good in, in where his game's at. And with, you know, he's on tour with the commentary with Jomez and, you know, he has his clinics. So he's another one of those guys. There should be no concern with his schedule. It's just his health. And he was crushing it at the end of the year. And, you know, last year with that average finish around 28, I really just think the 60.7 this year is going to be a really bad outlier. So uh, I wouldn't look at that 60.7 when you're getting your draft rankings ready for this year. I think that's going to be a real, just a bad year for Paul. I'm looking for him to bounce back next year. Don't know what his events played will be like. If he'll get it past that 12, hopefully, hopefully with, you know, 18 in 2021, hopefully he's kind of a full-time guy, maybe a, a rest day or two mixed in there. So maybe 15 events would be more of a conservative estimate with an average finish closer to the 30 to 35 range. That still bumps his his total fantasy finish way up. He was coming in at the late 90s in total terms of total fantasy finish last year. So definitely look for that to improve for Paul next season. And the last name on here, we have Eagle McMahon. Uh, Eagle played in only four skip ace events in 2022, but still tantalizing the talent that attracted so many disc golfers to the game, even without his world-class sidearm. He had that epic showdown with Paul McBeth at the European Open, where he was able to come away, uh, take away that European Open streak from Paul He had 21st at LVC, 14th at the Champions Cup Major, and then 38th at Worlds. 
So really just the four events played in 2021 was the you know, big hindrance on his performance in 2021. He had 15 elite series in majors with an average finish of 7.13 and coming away with four elite series wins that year. So definitely worthy of the number one overall pick if he's fully healthy. Um, really, Eagles' health is what's going to make him really unpredictable prospect from a fantasy perspective. It's going to be kind of like the Kawhi Leonard effect, which is which is scary if you were someone that drafted Kawhi in fantasy basketball this year. But I think the philosophy is kind of the same. You know, definitely one of the best players in the game when playing, but the unpredictability of said playing can take can take an elite player on the course and, and make him an average fantasy performer so sometimes the best ability is availability and that was certainly not the case for eagle in 2022 Uh, i will touch on his his total fantasy performance he ended up finishing 40th so i kind of want to touch on something that i mentioned in one of the earlier episodes with chris dickerson in terms of needing to come up with a formula to determine their total value. So what I kind of did to get an idea of their total fantasy value is I took the average finish of players 50 through 80 as kind of an idea of where you would get the finish of someone who you would pick up off of waivers as a replacement for one of your you know players who's not playing that week. So for example, with Chris Dickerson, you know, he had 12 skip base events with an average finish at 8.5. So what I did was, you know, 12 times 8.5, that's 102 points. And then you had four events where you're getting that waiver guy. And the average finish for like the 50-80 range came in at 49.4. So with a smooth, you know, just kind of round that up to 50, like let's say you're replacing someone with someone off the waivers just those four events at 50 that's like 200 points so chris dickerson getting 102 points over 12 events but those four events missed you're replacing with a waiver pickup that's getting you about 50 points that's 200 points right there in those four events so his total for the season is right around 300 and that's kind of where i'm getting that total value so like Chris's would put him, yeah, his average finish was second, but his total fantasy value was ninth just because those four missed events really was a drop-off in fantasy performance from what he was putting up to kind of a fantasy replacement. Now, to take that same philosophy over to Eagle, Eagle had four events with an average finish of 18.5, so if you have like 12 waiver replacements, you're looking at Eagle getting 74 points with the waivers adding about 600 points. So 674 total fantasy points, which is putting him 40th, 40th with four events played. And that's an average finish of 18.5, which was down from his 2021 of seven. So what I'm saying is, if you even bumped up that four events to eight, 
he goes from 674 points to 448, which puts him close, like it puts him above Ezra Aderhold, who finished 16th. So you're talking about if Eagle just plays eight skip base events, which is still half of what guys like Kyle Klein, Kevin Jones, James Conrad, Chris Clemens were putting up, he's still a 15th player from a fantasy perspective for total value just because that average finished is so unreal so he's like this is uh kind of the upside is is just those events played like if he gets to 12 then you're talking about a top 10 guy so I don't think Eagle will only play four events next year he did make a lot of noise this offseason switching from his vegan diet so we'll see if if his switch up um, and you know he cited the the needs of his body the wear and tear being an athlete on pro tour for the switch in his diet so we'll see if that perhaps is able to you know help his injury heal faster or perhaps just keep him healthier and and making it to more of the events so that's going to be something to keep an eye on is is definitely his schedule but bounce back it's just it's just you there's really nowhere to go but up for eagle is unless you really anticipate him playing less than four events he's due for a, a huge bounce back year uh, from total fantasy performance you're you're not going to see eagle finish at 40th unless he has an injury that takes him out of a lot of the events you know somehow we had like 100% certainty that he was fully healthy and was going to make it to every event and that his sidearm was back, you know, you would put him probably number one, at least in that upper echelon of guys like Gannon, Calvin, Paul, and Ricky, worthy of the number one overall pick. But um, until then, you know, I'm still working on the draft guide, the total fantasy projections for next year. I think Eagle will probably be a safer pick in the 20s, but he's really a guy that has the absolute most variance purely because of his total fantasy performance is really tied to to those events played. It changes so drastically with just an extra event or two. So if he's getting a double digits events next year, look for him to be a, a huge value pick. All right, well, there's your list. There's your bounce back candidates for 2023. A lot of, a lot of injuries in there. A lot of guys who are bouncing back from injuries. Uh, but so we'll see how they look to perform in 2023. That will wrap it up for this episode of Chill Disc Days, a sports ethos presentation. Again, I am your host, Matthew Williams. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Mr. Chillians. Next episode, I think we're going to have a very, very special guest. Uh, I don't want to give anything away too much, but think we will have a special guest on the next episode if not i do have something else planned for you guys but thank you for listening and may all your bogeys become birdies